Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. So today, I really just want to catch up. I have had a bunch of things on my mind the last few weeks, and I thought that this would be a good opportunity to talk it out today. First of all, we are full speed ahead into the holiday season, and I want to just take a minute to pause and check in, like take several slow, deep breaths. Every weekend weekend is full to the brim at the moment, as I'm sure it is for you guys out there listening. And I personally could use a few minutes to slow it down. I actually did yoga the other morning for the first time in a long time, which I hate to admit, because as much as I crave yoga, I usually don't go because I don't think it does enough for me. I'm someone who is used to doing very intense workout classes and going on long runs. So I always thought that I'm just not getting enough bang for my buck with yoga. But it's actually the reverse. It's actually really helpful for my mindset, which is then going to impact the rest of my day, right? Because yoga forces you to slow down. All we have to do is just show up. And you can't help it. It's dedicated time to purposefully slow you down, right? Anyway, what's been really stressing me out the last few weeks is the shopping. And it's not even the money piece. That's something separate that I'm going to get into in a minute. It's the mental load of the shopping. It's making the list for everyone that I have to shop for. And then deciding what to get for everyone. That in and of itself is exhausting. And then there's finding the time in my workday or the weekends when I'm already busy to do that shopping. A lot of these things, yes, I know can be done online. Amazon is great. But not all of the things. I can't get my mom the hair salon gift card that I usually get her every year online. I have to go physically into the salon to go get it. So I'm running around trying to do all these things in addition to the shopping and the wrapping and the working and all the other kids' events, right? And I realized that I am not alone. 84% of millennial mothers take the lead on purchasing gifts and 82% do the wrapping. This resonates. So when you're going crazy trying to find something to get for your in-laws who need and want nothing, or you block out three hours of your workday to wrap presents, please recognize that you are not the only one feeling the weight of this. So much of the holiday experience for families falls on moms. And I touched on this in my recent workshop that I did, but it's just like that Saturday Night Live skit with Kristen Wiig, Mom's Christmas. I'm going to link it in the show notes if you haven't seen it. It is so funny because it is painfully accurate. But I did something different the other day. I advocated for myself, and I had a conversation with my husband, And we collectively decided to lower the bar. I've already done a lot of stuff for the kids. So now it's everyone else on the list that I need to deal with. And honestly, I put my husband in charge of his own family. 
It's his job now to put the thought and effort into it. And if he chooses to, to not put any thought and effort to it, I can let go of control and be okay if he decides to get everyone, I don't know, a Cheesecake Factory gift card. I don't really care at this point. I made a promise to myself that day that I will not burn out like I did last year. Yes, some of it was work and some of it was the holidays, but a lot of it was my personal expectations and the pressure that I put on myself to be everything to everyone and to do everything for everyone. And I decided that that needs to change this year for my own mental health. The second thing that I really want to talk about today is this viral TikTok video I saw that I saw it posted on Motherly, but it was it's out there on a bunch of different media platforms. So just Google it. I also have, I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes as well. But some of you may have, may have seen this. It's this woman, Mackenzie, who is keeping it real. And she gets very emotional about the reality of life right now with the rising cost of everything. This has been something that has been weighing really heavily on me lately. And when I saw this video the other day, I appreciated so much how relatable it is. Again, if you haven't seen it, I'll I'll link to it in the show notes. So go check it out. But what happens or what she talks about is her and her husband, they live in Pennsylvania. They have full-time jobs. She's a registered nurse. She's also in school full-time. He has a a full-time job and does a part-time job on top of that. They have two kids. They live modestly, and they're living paycheck to paycheck. They have done everything the way they are supposed to, and they are financially struggling right now, like so many people out there, which is why this video went viral. I bring this up because it hit close to home for me and made me really emotional too. I also... And making the most money that I've made in my career. And my husband isn't, but he's working his way back. Yet the cost of living at the moment is insane. And then you throw a holiday in the mix and kids who ask Santa specifically for just a Nintendo Switch and games, which are like 70 bucks a pop, by the way. And the stress adds up, which is something I've been struggling with personally, over the last few weeks. This video made me realize how real and how common this feeling is. And I don't have the answers, and I don't want to get into politics. All I want to do is what I can do in this very moment. I can provide empathy for the people around me because you never know what others are dealing with. Remember, you guys, money is still very taboo and you never actually know what's going on behind the scenes in someone else's life, right? And I can also provide empathy and support for myself too because I'm in it right there with you. Yes, I have been working a lot on my mindset. And yes, I also at the same time have to live in the reality of the world right now. So I think there has to be some kind of balance. Like, We can recognize what's going on right now. And at the same time, we can also have empathy and support for everyone going through the struggles at the moment, including ourselves. We live in a world where everything is so black and white, but there can be multiple things true and there can be multiple feelings going on at the same time. And we need to recognize that. I've said this before. 
there is no right or wrong. There is no black or white. It's lots and lots and lots of gray. And what works for us or feels good for us one week may not feel right the next week. Honestly, some weeks I'm freaking out because I feel like we have no money. And other weeks I'm like, okay, I got this. Maybe I'll go to Target and pick up some things that I didn't do last week because I didn't feel like I was in the right place for that last week, right? I'm not even sure that it's actually about the money, you guys, at the end of the day. I think it's more about me and my mindset. And I think this is part of the process of of recognizing that. I think what has worked for me in the past has really been leaning into those feelings and digging beneath the surface. Yes, it feels on the surface that it's about the money, but it may not be. Is it something else? Like, let's dig a little deeper here. A lot of the time for me, it's about nothing that has to do with money, but I make it about money because it's the first thing that I can blame it on. There's always something to complain about, right? And money is something that we deal with every single day, and we have been sort of cultured to distance ourselves from it, like it's totally separate from who we are, right? I don't have the answers. I do not know what the future has in store for me or our family or the rate of inflation, especially in the short term. But I do know that I can only control how I feel right now in this moment. And I also know that I am really, really sick of feeling like a victim of my own circumstances. So right now, I choose to think differently. I choose to thank my lucky stars for what I do have. And that's the energy I'm going with right now. Lately, because I've been so stressed and my nervous system has been all out of whack, I've had this constant feeling like I want to escape. Some of this may have to do with the fact that I work from home and I'm literally in my house all day and never leave other than to go pick up the kids. But a lot of it has to do with me wanting to escape the anxiety and the pressures that are swirling around in my head every minute of the day. I'm recognizing, though, that the escape, which usually comes in the form of like a trip to Target to buy things I don't need, right, is only short-lived and it doesn't actually help the underlying issue. It doesn't regulate my nervous system. It might put a Band-Aid on it for a few hours, but it always comes right back to that unsettled state. So what if instead of trying to escape, I leaned into that exact thing that's causing the discomfort in the first place? Myself. What if instead of leaving all the time, I slowed down, maybe did a little bit of yoga, and tuned into myself? What if I ask myself some questions like, okay, Megan, what is actually going on underneath the surface at the moment? What part of me needs some attention right now? What have I been neglecting? Maybe it's that little girl in me that was never told that everything is going to be okay. Maybe it's the overachiever in me who feels like she has to be productive in order to be worthy. Every day is probably something different, so it's important to continue these conversations and ask yourself these things on a consistent basis. My 40th birthday is in a few days and it's one of those milestones that has me all worked up. Like I feel this anxiety that I'm not where I thought I would be at this stage in my life. But I had a heart to heart with myself on a very silent run the other day. No music, no podcast, which is rare for me. And I realized that so much of this feeling that I'm feeling right now 
is this cultural expectation and representation of those numbers, of those milestones. In addition to 40 being officially over the hill, I still, at the same time, feel like a little kid who's just feeling our way through the everyday chaos. I keep thinking, like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. But how do I really know where I'm supposed to be? Does anybody know where they're supposed to be? What if I am where I'm supposed to be right now? I'm learning more and more about myself every day, and those are little breadcrumbs leading me to where I'm supposed to go. It's not like life is over once I hit a certain age or milestone. It's not like the happily ever after that we grew up hearing all the time in movies. Like, okay, I did that. I checked that box. I'm good now, right? Like life is good. It's not the way this works. It's like a thousand times more messy than that. And that's the part I keep missing when I'm judging myself for where I'm at right now. If I have learned anything from the first 40 years of my life, it's that I'm actually good. I'm okay right now. Nothing is actually wrong. And there's always, always room to be a little bit kinder to myself. So I give you guys those words of wisdom and encouragement to do that in your own life as well. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here and supportive. And if you liked this episode, go and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can hear more amazing episodes that I have coming up. I really appreciate you guys for just being there and supporting me over the last three years. And I can't wait for what's to come. Have a great week, you guys. I'll talk to you next time.